0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player.
1: You see Santa to Claus tonight. You better run, boy. You better run. We alive! But Mother
2: Superior is Santa Claus. Now I have another reason for Hate Christmas.
3: Now that hell is full, I wonder where you will go. The caller is in the house. The calls are coming from the
1: house. You're my family now. But if you're bad boys and girls, your name goes in the bad boys and girls book.
3: And I'll bring you something horrible. Yes, Virginia.
1: There is a Santa Claus. The All-American Spook Show podcast.
0: Hello and Merry Christmas. Welcome to another edition of the All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined here with Donnie, hey. Will, Hello. and the Professor Smoke. Hey. It truly is a Christmas miracle because all four of us are here at the same time. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is the first time all four of us have been on here since the third anniversary show on Halloween Day. So oh, it's, sure. <laughs> it's been damn near two months since all four of us were on the show at the same time. It's been some combination of me with someone else ever since i gotta i gotta go guys i gotta get <laughs> it i just realized that i gotta see a man about a thing
1: uh, you, gotta, you know what I, i'm gonna be honest i gotta go too yeah i just uh, fuck I, it fuck all right. it see y'all you know, it's like it's like my mom said you gotta finish what you started
0: <laughs> uh-uh. uh, i i i don't know if that that makes as much sense as when old millard said it but yeah today <laughs> to get to the point we're going to be talking about the Ginger Dead Man from two thousand five. Now this is the one that uh the our patrons over on Patreon.com dot slash AA show voted for back in the November poll for us to watch here at the holiday season. So uh we're we're fi- the the receipt is due. We have to pay up. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank thanks, I guess. Uh <laughs> but yeah, th- this this is gonna be an interesting one to see what everybody has to say about it. But before we uh Get into the background and, and all the other stuff. I'll go ahead and toss out the usual information. You can email us or contact us there. You know uh, at allamericanspookshow@gmail.com at with any comments, questions, whatnot. You're probably gonna have a lot of comments, questions, and fuck yous after this show. So the place to do it is allamericanspookshow@gmail.com, or you'll just curse the the earth we uh, we walk on because we made you watch this movie. <laughs> Twitter at a spook show. You can DM us. You know uh, all the other things there. Of course, we're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, the Slasher app. You should be able to easily find us by going to All American, or searching for All American Spook Show. We have our YouTube page where every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. East, we do a live version of the Deadline Horror News where we just go through the week's uh, box office reports and the the latest headlines and horror and and other things there. That's every Wednesday night live at 9 p.m. on our YouTube channel. And, of course, we have our Patreon page, patreon.com slash A Spook Show, where you can, you know, become a patron, like dollar, $3, all the way up to like a $1,000 goofy level that no one will ever do. Lots of cool perks there. The biggest ones, you know, even on the lower, the lowest, I think starting at at least a $3 level a month, you get video mini Uh You'll get to vote in the monthly poll for a movie that we're going to watch next month, which that's what the product of the Ginger Dead Man is, like I said. This month's poll is they're all three canon films, like early canon films from the early 80s. We've got 10 to Midnight, the Charles Bronson cult classic. We've got X-Ray or Hospital Massacre, however you want to title that one. And Uh, uh, Enter the Ninja Ninja Movie. Yeah, Enter the Ninja. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So uh, one of these things is not like the other, but yeah, (laughs) maybe that's (laughs) why I just skipped my mind. But yeah, so X-Ray, Enter the Ninja, and 10 to Midnight are your three choices this month for what we're going to be watching at the end of january i think it's literally like the last day of january it was the episode we had uh marked for that one i think it's episode 93 if i'm not mistaken um but yeah you go over to patreon.com slash spook show and you can vote on that poll right now that's live and you've got until the end of december to vote on that one so it'll be interesting to see what uh, the patrons have to say on that of course you get early access to episodes all that other stuff tons of uh bonuses and all kinds of stuff you know at subtle levels so check that out patreon.com slash a spook show and of course our t public page where you know we we have our logo merchandise and other cool designs and stuff over there that's available we have links to all these things that i just mentioned down in the show notes there the link tree you click on that and you should see the links to all those things and and easily involve yourself in the spook show universe so uh i guess before we get into the uh the knee-jerk reactions here off the top for ginger dead man i'll go ahead and toss to the trailer
1: in a quiet bakery, one woman is about to confront her past. We've got to fight back. back to the ah! An unforgivable act of violence. It also says here that after they fried him in the chair, they cremated him
3: and sent his ashes to his mother in Coonsboro. Something else was just left at the back porch, too. Hmm.
2: Must be that gingerbread seasoning. Yeah.
3: <laughs> ah! Heck!
1: An unholy curse.
3: <laughs> what is a mean? I think I know what... I mean, who it is. It's me, Raptor! Why'd you come and get me? A new kind of
1: cookie. What
3: the hell is that?
1: But it sure ain't the Pillsbury fucking dope, boy.
3: Who
2: are you? Ah!
1: as you can something's in the oven the ginger dead man evil never tasted so good eat
0: me you punk bitch alright so there you go so well, you haven't been here in a minute so I guess I'll toss to you and see what you thought about this one
1: I've had questions about previous movies we've done like why this one this is what happens when you make a movie on PCP <laughs>
0: Some type of what? drug. There's no <laughs> doubt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's interesting. It's it's bad, but I think at least for me, this one was bad in all the good ways. Uh, so I enjoyed it.
0: All right, Donnie, what, what do you got to say about it? Shit. <laughs> 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 when I Reed saw was- the trailer, I was
3: like, "All right, this could be like so bad it's good." Ugh. Yeah, I was. I was. uh I mean, I sat. Okay, typically. I will rent movies on, um, I say rent, you know, if like if we do a movie and it's not, um, it's not available, like, you know, prime for free or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I would rather rent it from like prime or, you know, YouTube for like two bucks rather than sit through, you know, 10, 15 minutes of ads on Tubi. Mm -hmm. But for this one, I was just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, cause it was, I think for rent, it was like, four bucks i was like "Fuck that i'm not doing that i'll sit through the 15 minutes on the uh, tubi
0: that's crazy how that how the, the rent scale is too because i'm pretty sure like uh, silent night deadly night we had to rent that at the end of last month when we talked about mm-hmm. it and it was only two dollars on youtube but the ginger dead man is four dollars
3: ginger dead man is four dollars to rent you could buy the damn thing for seven dollars no um, but yeah tubi was the way to go with this one and uh the only thing I wasted was basically time.
0: Well, you know, you can earn money back. You can't get that time back. So there, there's <laughs> the, true. There's the eternal debate. Professor, what do you have to say about it? Uh, this, I'm, actually, I guess this is the first time for
2: all of us watching this movie, right? Uh, yeah, you know? yeah.
0: I think we failed to mention that. Yeah, you're right. I think this was the first time watch for all of us. Except for Will, I think is what we said, right? This, You've seen this four or five times, right?
2: Oh,
1: man. Uh, countless times. <laughs> yeah. As in, you can't count them.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I've known about this movie forever. Although I didn't, we were talking about it before the yeah, before we started recording this episode. I, I couldn't even remember what year this movie came out. <laughs> if I had to guess, I would have said oh, oh99 maybe two thousand. Seems like one of those millennials, like right at the turn, you know. Oh yeah. But it was actually what. So, uh, but I've known about it for a long time, and I just I don't know why I've never got around to watching it before. I knew about Gary Busey doing the voice. i would probably seen the trailer and seen clips from it, but this was the first time just sitting down and watching the whole thing at once. <laughs> it is uh, it's a movie the movie it's in, it's really so like what will will say i mean it's entertaining though you can't you can't deny the entertaining factor of it whether it's a shit movie or what and we'll get into that but yeah my first impression was is was exactly as i kind of expected it to be so uh didn't surprise me but it was entertaining everything else we'll talk about i guess once we get into it how about you Jeff?
0: Yeah, I, I think my thoughts are all the kind of, the, you know, the, the echo you guys. They're all similar in different ways. It's a movie, like, like you said, it came out in 2005, but it feels like 1995. It's brief. It has that. It's not,
3: Thankfully. It's, not, it's yeah. not
0: very long. I mean, at least it's not like a, a two-hour movie or something like that. I, I think you'd want to gouge your eyeballs out.
1: So like in um, previous movies, you'd be like, hey, how about those credits? This one, how
0: about that runtime, huh? Oh, I even thought about that as I was looking at the credits, and I was thinking, like, man, these credits look like they were made with, like, Windows 95. Like, these <laughs> these credits are horrible. Because at that point, like, you know, I, I knew enough about this movie to know, like, you know, just from the trailer and anything I've ever heard about it, to know this movie's probably not going to be great. So you're, you know, the whole time you're looking for redeeming qualities, at least I was, you know, like, well, there's got to be something here, right? <laughs> and I, I wasn't... All I'll say, you know, not to spoil much for the end there, we'll we'll get to it, but uh, I didn't find much. (laughs) We'll we'll see where we all land on this one, it's going to be interesting. Uh, So I guess uh, some of the background information, you know, a movie like this, you're not going to find a bunch of deep cut, you know, information, and there's a few little things, but I'll run through some of the usual uh, uh, information that we usually find. Now, it was released August 30th of 2005, but it didn't come out the DVD release wasn't until November 8th of 2005 so that was the thing that I could I found those two different dates on two different you know from two different sources so it was kind of a clash of when did this movie come out because like August 30th but like I don't think this had a theatrical run so like where the hell did it come out on August 30th that it, it played somewhere that day for that for that date to exist but it, it wasn't like a basically a straight to DVD movie that didn't come out until November 8th. So I don't know, you know, if one of those da- or you know specifically the August 30th date is right or wrong, or maybe it played in some festival somewhere and it just didn't list where, uh, maybe some drive-in or, you know, some dank-ass <laughs> drive house or grindhouse or something. I don't know, but it must have played somewhere, and then you know comes out on DVD November 8th. Uh, it's not rated, so once again that backs up the straight-to-DVD thing, right? Because if it had some type of theatrical release, you'd think there'd be some type of MPAA rating on it, but it's not rated. The total runtime of this movie is one hour and ten minutes, and legit, it's like an hour. The the actual runtime of the movie is actually if you cut off the beginning credits, it's probably what more like fifty five minutes of, of film. Like, am I? <laughs> you think I'm exaggerating? I mean, for real. I mean, no, I no, it probably is. It's probably give or take about actually fifty five minutes of a movie. So it's basically like a long episode of. You know, whatever's on C B S this week, you know. Like, oh well, N- Thunder and Paradise. Yeah, NCIS is as long as uh <laughs> this movie, you know, if you cut all the other shit out of it. Well you- at least
2: at least they didn't try to pad it out too much. I mean, yeah, the credits are over long, but at least they didn't try to insert a bunch of just inane crap into it just to make it be an hour and a half like some movies do. Oof. Like some a bunch of movies will do that and you know it, you feel it <laughs> I don't know how much insert-
0: I think there's an, there makes- I think there's an, an inane, there is an inane crap quota like there's only so much you can put in a movie and, and even they were like you know what like this is dumb enough we can't make it any dumber so and an hour 10 it is either that or there's some quota of how long something has to be to actually be called a film you know so <laughs> so they just strung together a yeah. really long credit
2: so oh, yep see it's a movie it's <laughs> Film. I don't know what that is, but there is some time. that's like to make something be a feature-length film versus short.
0: Yeah, a short film or like uh, just an episode of a TV show or something.
2: <laughs> it's where they didn't cut
3: anything and they just shot it. And they're like, "Yep, that's it."
0: All right. So you're suggesting this movie is one take. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know, that may actually raise my star rating if, yeah. uh, if it is that.
0: that. Oh, yeah, that would definitely, like, you know what? That wasn't bad considering that. Regardless, uh, before we continue, I should mention we are a spoiler podcast. So if you haven't watched The Ginger Dead Man <laughs> and you ever care to watch it, uh, <laughs> go ahead and pause this. Go watch it. Like I said, it's only going to take about an hour and then come back and listen to the rest of this. On IMDb, it's listed as a comedy slash fantasy slash horror. So I'd say that's fantasizing about this shit. <laughs> Well, maybe if you were in some, you know, drug fueled, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, PCP. There you go. Yeah, well, yeah. it goes back to that again. <laughs>
2: but,
0: well, fantasies don't always have to be pleasant. It could be a nightmare, right? Hmm.
3: But I'd say, a I I'd say I say,
0: would say the order, <laughs> I'd say the order of that is is correct, right? Comedy, fantasy, horror, right? Like it's. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> it's definitely not. Sure. Uh, it's definitely not horror first. That's for sure. It's horror last. Uh, this was filmed October 11th, 2004 through November 14th of 2004. That means they had, give or take, you know, a few weeks here or there, about a year to spit this movie out. And this is what they came out with. Like they filmed this thing and sat on that footage for damn near a year, (laughs) especially if you discount the August 30th date and just go straight to it being released November 8th of 2005 on DVD. They had a year to, to sort this movie out and make it make sense. And this is what came out. Um, man,
1: to be fair, I mean they they worked third shift at McDonald's. I mean,
0: yeah, and it's like uh, Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. They were probably filming like eight movies at the same time. You know, this this is a full moon movie, so that that's very very real. It was filmed. Uh, you know, the opening scene was filmed at uh, the pink, uh, or I guess the pink motel slash Cadillac Jack's diner. That's in Sun Valley, California and then there were various locations around Los Angeles where they shot the rest even though this is supposed to be like in Texas i mean mm. it, i don't even know why they made a big deal out of that does, does it really matter where this i mean is it just because they wanted their actors to talk like you know woo wee here we go you know they wanted them to sound country so they just said it was texas like this could have been anywhere like the, the location meant nothing
2: yep you know? <laughs> in a similar no in a similar you know vein also the whole christmas aspect of the movie could be taken that way they're like I don't know if anybody did, it. was there anything about Christmas movie besides that just the gingerbread man?
0: You know, you're right. I didn't even really dwell on that when I was thinking about the deep plots of this movie. That uh, I mean, I
2: don't this movie, and I, I think I probably, you know, we have a list of holiday movies that we all kind of contribute things to, and I might have put these on that holiday list, but, but because I saw it on another person's Christmas movie yeah. list.
0: Yeah, you but, know, you, yeah. that's a good point. You might be right. Like, I don't remember anything Christmas about this. Other, like you said, other than the fact that uh, it's a it's a fucking gingerbread man. Like, yeah. I don't remember one that's Christmas tree or nothing. Put it yeah, I'm trying to think.
3: I, I don't <laughs> think so.
0: And, and and that's the other thing too. Like, well, uh, we'll get into the plot of it here in a minute. Like, what the, it's just something I just thought of, but we'll get to it. Uh, but it was shot in various other locations around la so in sun valley california so that general area critic scores imdb gives it 3.4 out of 10 stars very similar over on rotten tomatoes they don't this this doesn't even apply to the tomato meter like no critics are watching this uh, but the audience score is 28 percent so that's roughly about the same you know 3.4 out of 10 28 i don't know if either either of you guys saw this but one interesting note that i saw was it it was uh, one thing I think it was on the Wikipedia page for the movie. It said in an interview with PopHorror.com, Charles Band reportedly offered Gary Busey twenty five thousand dollars to star in the movie, expecting him to turn it down. But then he accepted it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, yeah. twenty
0: five grand. All right.
3: <laughs> yeah. We read the same. Uh, yeah, the might, same thing. Yeah,
0: we must have our uh, our same generic sources. Um, <laughs> We didn't dive any deeper than Wikipedia, but yeah, I thought that was interesting.
1: Gary Busey.
3: <laughs> well, if you think about it like this, I think it was um, 1996, uh, or 1995, he had a uh, motorcycle accident. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he had a TBI from that, which, you know, sucks on any level. Yeah, But that's got to impact your decision-making.
0: <laughs> he, not not to it? mention,
3: you know, maybe your he eye. Had,
0: he has been a series of... Uh, interesting decisions since you know since around that time period so, yeah you might be right when was the wreck well you said 1996
3: right when i think it was was it 96. i i don't know, I, don't,
0: I, don't know. I, I didn't look this up I...
3: well you're a uh um a oh, of very like juicy <laughs> <laughs>
0: Actually, no. I just read this uh, that that happened in 1988. That's what I said. No, you said 96.
3: <laughs> I know what I said. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what I oh, said. I'm with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's sort of like uh, the Goonies, like uh, you know, uh, booby traps. Yeah, booby traps.
0: Booby traps. Yeah, that's what I said. Traps. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what I said. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> this actually somehow three sequels. Were made. Now, I should I shouldn't say somehow. It's it's fucking full moon, right? So. And Charles yeah. Mann, so there, no surprise. He made three more involve, movies involving the Ginger Dead Man. Ginger Dead Man 2, Passion of the Crust, in 2008. Ginger Dead Man... First off,
1: you're going to hell just off the name of that one.
0: <laughs> Ginger Dead Man 3, Saturday Night Cleaver, in 2011. And then Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong, in 2013. Now that's a whole other franchise, in and of itself, the Evil Bong franchise. Very highly respected in the uh film community, of course. The Evil Bond franchise. Oh, yeah.
2: You know, the, the first one of these movies, this one that we're reviewing today, didn't get any critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, but I think the second one got crucified. Yeah, but that's, that's horrible. Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah. Sorry. it works though. It works. It's good stuff. Um. <laughs> anyways uh so yeah that that's pretty much like all the you know type of background type of information i could find so i guess we'll get into the cast and crew or whatever it was directed by charles band so he's he's basically the uh the uh, i guess what owner founder however you want to put it of uh, full moon right (laughs) like full moon features whatever the title is you know of the company there um so he's he's known for making these types of movies you know over the last you know Two or three decades, you know, since the 90s, I guess. This is the kind of stuff that they make, you know. <laughs> um, he, he has 69 credits, which he should just stop right now. That's perfect for the kind of shit he makes. <laughs> he has 69 directing credits that date, actually date all the way back to 1973. He directed Last Foxtrot in Burbank. <laughs> and Burbank. And it wasn't even under the name Charles Band, it was as Carlo Buchino. <laughs> but then in three years later, he made Crash and then eventually, like, Parasite. Uh, a number of other movies, The Dungeon Master, Trancers, skipping through a pre <laughs>
3: Around
0: that time period, I think they kind of started going in, in, into that, that lane of like the ginger dead man type stuff. Because, uh, you know, he ma- he directed this one in Evil Bong and <laughs> Aliens Gone Wild. Of course, that, that old uh, chestnut. Devil Dolls, Ooga Booga. <laughs> There's been way too many of these evil ball need- movies. When you're looking through, you're yep. like, God damn, man. One of his more recent ones back in 2020 was Corona Zombies. So <laughs> they got that one out pretty quick.
2: Yeah. Charles Bam. We can do a whole spotlight on him because outside of all this, even before all this, he started, or was one of the people that kind of, I guess, co-creators of the company Media Home Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Back in the VHS, one of the earliest, you know, distributors of VHS tapes. And then he went on to do Wizard Video, which anybody who was renting movies back in the day knows them from their big box horror releases like Poachy Zombie, etc. So he had that company. And I think, I can't remember, Empire Pictures, maybe even, I believe, before he even got to Full Moon. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we could definitely do a whole spotlight on him. He goes back to the dawn of VHS and before.
0: Yeah. no, I mean, what I was reading there, those were just his directing credits. His producing credits, he has 342 credits. So, I mean, like, you know, the, all the Puppet Master movies, that's all him. Uh, like I said, Transers, Meridian, Dr. Mordred, uh, he was producer on all those. I mean, the producing credits, uh, they date back to uh, 1973 as well, that same movie, Last Foxtrot in Burbank. But yeah, tons more there. Laser Blast, Tourist Trap, a video documentary called Famous T&A, <laughs> and not the old wrestling company either. T&A. So you can imagine what that's probably about. Film gore, Ghost Warrior, Ghoulies, tra- <laughs> Troll, Terrorvision, oh, yeah. Breeders, Crawl Space, Necropolis, Dolls, <laughs> Vicious Lips. I, tons. I mean, good lord. You could sit here all day and look at this. Ghoulies too. Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bullarama. I mean, t- <laughs> Assault of the Killer Bimbos. I mean, tons of movies that we've talked about randomly, and some of these movies that we will definitely get to here on the Spook Show one day or another. I mean, the, you can see there's tons of fucking examples, but yeah, like you said, that's a whole spotlight in and of itself, just going through the career of Charles Band.
2: Might even be a two-parter episode of a spotlight is something. so... Uh... Yeah,
0: I mean, you could literally just do like, all right, here's one spotlight about all the movies he's directed. Now here's another one about all the ones he's produced. You know, <laughs> Writing credits, uh, William Butler, this is a story from William Butler. He's He's got 29 directing credits on IMDb and 28 writing credits. So, you know, e- equal amounts of success varying there. I mean, on here, he's no- most known for Madhouse. He wrote a movie called My Babysitter, the Superhero. That's recent. And another one back in 2007 called Furnace. And he actually uh, directed Ginger Dead Man 3, Saturday Night Cleaver in 2011. He stuck around with the franchise in some capacity. But uh, the writing credit goes to Dominic Muir, but in this movie he wrote as August White. Because he's got writing credits for tons of other stuff well before this, including Critters, screenplay by, in 1986, which we talked about. I don't have the episode list up in front of me, but we talked about that one uh, I think I want to say that was back in 2019 if I'm not mistaken as uh, it's been a little while back but we have talked about, uh did a whole episode on critters once before but yeah, that he wrote that and uh, let's see hitman in 1998 of course this one uh, evil bong in 2006 decadent evil 1 and 2 evil bong 3 the wrath of bong I just love reading all these credits man <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he, he's actually even had a, a couple random acting credits. He's got four acting credits. He was in Hard to Die back in 1990 and Mom in 1991. So there's a couple things there. But that is Dominic Mueller, aka August White. The cast, of course, you start at the top. You you start with Gary Busey as Millard Fendelmeier. Like I don't know why they had to come up with this goofy name for a ser- <laughs> like a serial killer or whatever the hell he was. Like I guess you'd call him a serial killer, right? But either way, bad dude. But why is his name Min- Miller Findlemeyer? Like, you could you could have went a little simpler, you know? Like, I, I don't know. There, it seems like there's more to the story there, but who cares? Well, no,
2: that's what they didn't show. That's what they cut out of all the the padding that they could have done. It's the backstory of Findelmeyer or whatever it was. You know that he got bullied so bad as a kid that that's what led him into that life. Is his last name?
0: Yeah. I'm sure there's a whole whole uh, movie that we need to learn more about Millard Fendelmeyer. or we could just, yeah, or we could just skip it and never mention it ever again. It, those are our Sorry. two options really. But Gary Busey has 182 acting credits on IMDb that date back to let me see 1967. He has an uncredited role in The Love Ends, and then the next year an uncredited role in Wild in the Streets. Uh, but his first credited role was Didn't You Hear? in 1970 but yeah i think he really kind of came into his own when he he played uh buddy holly in the buddy holly story right in 1978 i think that's kind of his star making turn i mean he he had been in a number of like tv movies and tv series and stuff but i think that's kind of where his career launched was from the buddy holly story and uh, of course dc cab i should mention that too it, right. it, yeah. it, went, yeah. it went to a whole other level with dc cab uh but <laughs> But uh, a lot of horror film, you know, people that are listening to this uh, would remember him as Uncle Red and Silver Bullet in 1985. You know, the, Steve, the Stephen King adaptation and a number of other things. I mean, he was in the first Lethal Weapon movie, <laughs> Joshua. <laughs> but he was in Predator too. I mean, he he had some success there, like I said, in the late 80s, the early 90s. Point Break, uh, The Firm, Under Siege, you know, that uh, uh, Steven Seagal flick. Tons of stuff. I mean, he, he was, you know, throughout the 80s, like I said, and the 90s, he was, you know... Uh, I would say a bigger name, but his career started to kind of, I wouldn't say it went in a shitter or anything like that. He just started taking like a lot more smaller roles. He would occasionally be in something bigger, like, you know, like fear and loathing in Las Vegas or something like that. But mostly it was TV series, TV movies. And, and then at some point, you know, I guess around the time of the ginger dead man, maybe slightly before that, he just started taking anything that, Oh, you're offering me money. Okay. You know, (laughs) because he's, he, he did this, like we said for $25,000. So, Um, But, you know, he's still active today. I mean, you still see him and stuff. And his latest one, uh, he was actually a voice in uh, the video game, the Hitman 3. That just came out this year. But uh, he's got a few other things in uh, pre- and post-production that are coming out. But the most recent thing you actually would have seen him in is Gary Busey Pet Judge, a TV series. God knows what streamer or or TV uh, network that comes on, but can you imagine?
3: I no, not at all
0: <laughs> and then of course he plays Millard Findelmeyer once again just recently in 2019 in a I guess this is a music video I guess I don't know what the hell this is but it's bunker of blood chapter 8 butchers bake-off hell's kitchen it's got like 40 titles but apparently uh, whatever this is he is is this a movie what the hell no this is a movie yeah, yeah, I'm I'm just looking at it. <laughs> it's a movie. It's got fucking Ginger Dead Man in it. It looks like, and it's uh, bunker. It's called Bunker of Blood, Chapter Eight, Butchers Bake Off, Hell's Kitchen. So I, <laughs> so I don't know if this is like a spoof type of thing, and they and they just started throwing a bunch of characters in because it, it looks like this might be uh yeah Charles Band. Okay, so this must be a, a newer Full Moon, flick that we kind of missed when we were talking about <laughs> the Ginger Dead Man. Yeah, because it's got like evil bong. It looks like all the uh, some of the other all the hits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't know about that one. So, yeah, we left that one off the uh, off the list. But that was the the latest thing. So I, you, I guess you probably actually would not have seen him in that. Uh, I was just looking at what m- recently you might have seen him in because he's done a lot of voice work. Uh, so it looks like the, m- the most recent thing you might have seen him in other than uh, uh, Gary Busey Pet Judge is the, <laughs> is the last Sharknado. It's about time. TV uh, movie, you know, the sci-fi flick from 2018. It also stars Robin Sidney as Sa- <laughs> as Sarah Lee. Oh, man. The jokes keep rolling, don't they?
3: Yep.
0: <laughs> uh, she's got 49 acting acting credits on IMDb, but she would best be known for this. Evil Bong 2, King Bong, of course. Femme Fatales and Cattle Call. That's a, a Lampoon flick. So a lot of these type of flicks. A lot of Full Moon stuff. I mean, I'm looking through, like, Looks like she's been in a lot of the Evil Bong movies, uh, the other uh, Ginger Dead Man movies, puppet, some of the Puppet Master stuff. So yeah, like full-on like uh, Full Moon is uh, is what Robin, Robin Sidney's up to. Ryan Locke is Amos Cadbury. <laughs> He's known for this and American Gun, NCIS, a uh, movie called Supercross. He's got 16 acting credits. That date back to 2000, he was in a short called The Upgrade, and his first movie was American Gun. Really, that would be... I mean, otherwise, it's just a handful of like TV series appearances, like uh, Mag- the new Magnum P.I., the new Hawaii Five O, you know, that CBS-type stuff, CSI, NY, NCIS, all the CBS shows. <laughs> Apparently, Ryan Locke's all over them. Uh, Larry Cedar is Jimmy Dean. <laughs> Damn it all to the hell, these names. He has... Now, he remember in the movie, he's the guy that plays like the rich guy that owned, that is uh, about to start the restaurant across the street and tries to buy him out or whatever. That guy with the cowboy hat. He's got 205 acting credits on IMDb. He'd most, mostly be known for a role in Deadwood, you know, that HBO series. He was in Community, Law and Order, True Crime. That's more recent. American Horror Story. Uh, I guess back in 2016, he was in uh, some of that. That kind of stuff. Otherwise, it's literally like over a 100 or so TV series, TV movies, stuff like that. A little bit of everything. I mean, he, he, a slightly recognizable face, but nothing big, you know, just smaller roles. I guess that's about it as far as, like, who who to mention here, right? Like, I can't really think of anyone. I mean, because, uh, you know, Gary Busey is the main one as you know, the ginger dead man himself. Old Millard. Uh, Sarah Lee. Jimmy uh, Dean. Yeah, old Jimmy Dean. Amos Cadbury. <laughs> So, I mean, pretty much all the rest are, you know, smaller roles, you know, there's really no reason to go through it, so.
3: Roles. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> acting. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I guess before we get into the movie itself, do you guys have anything else, you know, that I didn't mention here? I
3: actually did find something. Uh, there was um, one of the producers, uh, and the only reason he's a producer is because, um, you know, you guys asked, uh, you know, how, I think it was something uh, something we had talked about earlier like where did this movie come out at you know okay. but uh it was actually financed primarily through uh um like crowdfunding like uh indiegogo gofundme uh, kickstarter uh one of the producers <laughs> and this is what i was talking about in our our group chat our you know little uh, group chat that we have uh uh You know, for the for the show. So the one of the producers is actually a wrestler for New Japan. Um, He's wrestled in uh, Lucha Underground. So he, I guess, on when he's not, you know, wrestling, uh, you know, dwarves or whatever, (laughs) uh, he's financing these shitty movies. Um, But his 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 name is uh, he goes by Keg which uh, his, I think his full name is uh, like John Keggins, but he goes by Keg. Okay. And uh, Keg. if you go to his IMDb, yeah, well, you know what? You don't really have to. Just fucking skip it. No. <laughs> he is has he is finance all of uh I say all of them. It's it, it's quite a quite a bit. Uh, I think he's got like 14, 14 producer credits uh, for basically see, one, two, three, four, five ginger dead mans and evil bongs. Jesus. Actually, we might as well say 14 of them.
0: He's putting money behind it, so he must have been the one that suggested, like, hey, we ought to have this guy be like a wrestling nut in the movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's going to yeah, get a wrestling palooza, and, and uh, he's all obsessed about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we have him to blame. <laughs>
1: The one thing that I found that was uh, kind of funny is is when during the movie they kept offering like fifty thousand dollars to to buy out the the place, right? And then I kept thinking like as I was watching this movie, I've never heard of a walk in oven before.
0: No, never. No. Right? Never. I was thinking, so, I was like, so, Jesus, what an oven. Like and she, and she only made one cookie in it, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead. <laughs> Everything that I'm finding
1: in oven that big, this walk-in. Guess how much it's worth?
0: <laughs> Fifty thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> Fifty thousand dollars. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I
3: mean,
0: they've got different ones, that but,
1: is too but like most of them, you know, that's around ten, ten thousand aren't nowhere near as big. And that thing was gargantuan.
0: Yeah, like one that size, man, you could cook like fucking 5,000 cookies at once, you know? Like and she just made one gigantic gingerbread cookie and then stuck it in there like, well, the night let sh- be fair. The night shift she is She brought up. it
1: to life.
0: Complete accident though. We can't give her any credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> no benefit <laughs> of the doubt. It's in a mission, it's
1: intermission it's intermission ice cream candy lemonade too and there's a hot dog waiting for you the popcorn's
2: popping and it's ready to go you know all the great food is still the show get up out your seat and get yourself a tasty treat down at the snack bar, snack bar.
0: For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service, like we've talked about in past episodes. You sign up using audibletrial.com slash spookshow. You'll get a credit. You can take that credit and, and pick any audiobook on Audible that you want. And uh, if you decide at that point, you know, Audible's not for me, uh, you can cancel and you get to keep that free book. So it helps us out. You get a free book out of it, win-win. So if you want to, if, you know, if if you're feeling, if you're feeling uh, saucy here, here uh, the holidays, you can just type in gingerbread on Audible and see what comes up. And here's what I have found: Gingerbread, a novel <laughs> by Helen Oyeyemi. Uh, that one's seven, almost seven and a half hours long. I've got The Gingerbread Girl by Stephen King, so there there's some horror related stuff. Uh, that one's uh, sh- one of his short stories, so it's only a little over two hours long. Uh, then you're gonna see a lot of like you know, kids books, of course, about gingerbread men. but uh, I found another one that looks definitely looks looks horror to me. It's called Gingerbread by Kate Morris, and that one's uh, almost fifteen hours long. Yeah, actually, it looks like it's not necessarily horror but like a, a detective whodunit type of book. Um so yeah, uh, interesting. <laughs> you just type in gingerbread and <laughs> found uh, more than just kids books. It's uh, audibles like that. You can find a lot of interesting stuff, so, if, if any of that interests you uh, and you want to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash spookshow for your free audio book. So I guess we've uh, stalled long enough. We need to get into this movie. <laughs> As if w- sitting down and watching it once wasn't enough. We have to go back and relive it in <laughs> our minds. <laughs> so, yeah, it starts in, uh, it says, you know, <laughs> the, the little plot thing that I found that this is in Waco, Texas. I don't remember that. I guess at some point there was some reference to Texas or Waco, somewhere in the movie. Yeah, it was
3: but Waco, yeah. yeah. But yeah,
1: yeah, it was the girls, uh, Miss Pretty Face or something like that. Waco.
0: Yeah, yeah. There you go. So that, there's where you, uh, you know, pinpoint the location of this movie. Although like the location really means nothing, but whatever. And they're in a diner. It's called Cadillac Jacks. This guy, Gary Busey, Millard F- Findelmeyer, uh basically this. <laughs> comes in and robs the place and then just kills everybody one by one. Like he kills the dad and and then kills the son and their names are uh, Jeremy and James and Sarah and her, which I don't remember the mom being there at the very beginning. I mean, obviously, you know, she survives or whatever, but like, I don't remember seeing her hanging around like, you know, like the, the, the dad and the son are kind of like hiding in the corner with, you know, Sarah and like basically, dad gets up, you son of a bitch, and he kills him. And then, the 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 son stands up, and then he kills him. And then like basically, like he's about to kill her, and and I thought he did, but apparently he didn't.
2: Yeah, I don't remember her at the beginning either. I mean, I, maybe.
0: <laughs> I know the movie was playing, but I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I don't remember. I tell you what, man,
1: all the all the blood and gore in the scene. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it sounds it, on the surface, it sounds like it was a bloodbath. <laughs> It was not.
1: (laughs) I mean, the dude got stabbed like 80 times, and then you cut back to him, and there is no blood anywhere. And it ends up being a running theme throughout the entire movie. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Because of this. So, all right. So, Sarah and her mom survived this whole thing. Now, that's the other thing, too. Like, now, did they own this diner? This happens. And then they decided afterwards... To just start like a bakery instead is that what happened or was this diner connected to the bakery you just never saw the diner again because they couldn't they could only shoot for two hours one day on a tuesday at cadillac jacks <laughs> so like that doesn't like that's the disconnect right there. Was what i was thinking of earlier like this happened in a fucking diner called cadillac jacks and all of a sudden they own a bakery i guess it doesn't well, matter help me god <laughs> i don't know yeah. so millard is arrested of course and he's sentenced to die in the electric chair and then like uh, he gets executed. You don't see any of this happen, by the way, because I'm assuming they could only get Gary Busey in his physical form for literally like an hour one day in the Los Angeles area, and then they got him to do the voice work for the rest, and that was it. So I, I guess what do you want? 25 grand, right?
3: I would do that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would 25 grand. That's probably what he. Wait a minute. I only got to show up for like 20 minutes at a diner on the other side of Los Angeles. And then, uh, I, you're, you're and the, get a free meal out of. It. <laughs> and then I just to get to say stupid shit in the microphone for thirty more minutes. I'm in. Fine. So apparently he is cremated, and his ashes are sent to his mother. <laughs> now I'm just reading this, apparently this this synopsis, this brief overview has more information than we are privy to in the movie because apparently he's cremated and his ashes are sent to his mother, according to this, who is a witch. Who mixes the ashes with a gingerbread spice mix, and then it's sent to the bakery, and then that's how that ends up happening. So, but am I was I missing something there? Did I did I space out and uh, go into a, a a thirty minute coma in the middle of this, where the where any of this was explained that or framed that way in this movie?
2: Uh, this is this is more that stuff they took out to make the slim, lean sixty minute runtime. I guess so, because <laughs> all you see in the movie is literally like. Uh, they get
0: a knock on the door. They open up the door, and there's a box sitting there that says like "Mother's Gingerbread Spice" or some shit on the side of it.
3: There's and some druids walking away. Yeah,
0: and then there's just some someone in a <laughs> a druid. There's somebody. <laughs> there's somebody in a a cloak that just walks around the corner, and then she's just totally accepting of it, and just pours it in the fucking mix, you know. So like that's all you see Harry in the movie, Potter. but apparently there was more to it. <laughs> His mom is a fucking witch, who uh, cooked up this this whole ordeal. So basically, I guess the premise is, you know, you, you put the fucking spice in the in the thing and then uh, Millard's going to come back. <laughs> come back to life as a gingerbread cookie. I don't know what the, you know, either that or it's like, ha, ah, that's gross. You just put ashes in food and you didn't know it. You know, like, otherwise, <laughs> like, what? If, how, is it, how is she to know, right?
1: Now, now, was the blood required in that scene?
0: Well, obviously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then how did she know that the blood was going to be put right yeah. over a thing of flour?
0: And, and how did the blood stay in the dough so long? Like, you know, wouldn't that have got mixed in and you wouldn't be able to tell it was blood anymore? But but no, like, they kept stirring that shit for like an hour and you still saw the blood in it. Like, it wasn't that much blood. So this There's guy, a reason
1: this paper going under.
0: <laughs> so this guy that loves wrestling, he he's uh, hitting on Sarah, you know, as he's kind of making time with her. Not physically. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's actually, like, you know, flirting with her or whatever and, he cuts his finger and the blood goes in the fucking dough and then it stirs around and then uh, eventually this uh, turns into the ginger dead man. But you, so you're you're introduced properly to the mother, Betty, who's, <laughs> who's now just a full-blown alcoholic who just walks around shooting shit with a shotgun. And then somewhere in here, the guy across the street with the cowboy hat comes along and says, I'll offer you 50 grand for the fucking restaurant because I'm about to, or for the bakery, because I'm about to open a restaurant and we don't want to look at this place anymore. So, you know, they're all pissed about that because they want the baker to succeed. The girl that works with them, Julia, she takes Betty, the mother, home.
2: Kind of reminds me of uh, of uh, two movies kind of jammed together there. The child's Play and Jack Frost, yeah. you know, as far as the uh, creation of the villain. The yeah.
0: It's very very similar yeah. in, in both ways. Yeah, no doubt.
2: Chucky's Body, you yeah. know, and then the whole Jack Frost thing, too. With the, Well, not that this movie is like we established. It's not that linked to Christmas, but Jack Frost is of linked to Christmas. And it is the same type of, <laughs> that premise then. So,
0: uh, and and then also for some reason, this guy, you know, the cowboy uh, hat guy, his daughter, who was like, you know, Miss Waco or whatever the hell she was, her and Sarah don't get along. So she's like, you're, you're offering him too much for the baker, you know, and there's this whole animosity between them, I guess, just from other past shit. They just don't like each other. The guy that likes uh, Sarah, you know, the guy that works there that's like end of wrestling, by the way, his name is Brickfield. Fields. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of uh, baking puns here, right? Fields, Sarah Lee, Cadbury, <laughs> all kinds of stupid shit here. Jimmy Dean. So they use this stuff, and his blood gets in the dough, and then like it eventually like gets mixed in, and uh, I guess like she pats the dough out, and then uses this huge cookie cutter to make one enormous fucking <laughs> gingerbread. Dough. I noticed that. I was like, Jesus!
2: It's,
0: it's you, like the you size have to specially make that. Yeah, it's like the this cookie cutter is like the size of her fucking torso. It's huge, and she <laughs> she cuts the gingerbread man, and she only makes one. By the way, like shitload of dough on this table, one cookie man, because she cuts it, puts it on the sheet, and walks into that that fucking oven where she could cook a thousand cookies at once, and puts it in there and it just makes the ginger the ginger dead man it, Miller comes back to life you know just to kind of make a long story short that's what happens and this thing is on a fucking killing spree uh, I love the, the part the, yeah, basically the end I love the part by the way when it comes back to life and then he looks out the window huh? <laughs> 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 there, I mean really like it's hard to explain this movie in a lot of ways because it don't make any fucking sense but a lot of the funniest stuff is just like sight gag type stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Some of the goofy one-liners like I ain't the Pillsbury fucking doughboy" or something like that. You know, (laughs) there's stupid shit like that, but mostly it's like, you just have to see the ginger dead man to see why it's funny because it's fucking stupid looking, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And the way it, and the way it acts and everything. So Lorna shows back up and she tries to put a rat in the bakery. So the health department will shut them down. Um, But of course, Sarah comes along as she's doing this. And then, they get into a little catfight or whatever, and uh, that's what you know causes this surge of electricity to go into the oven that reanimates, you know, or animates, I should say, the cookie. And turn, you know, so that's all it takes is just a, uh, you know, a little bit of blood, some uh, magic powder, uh, put it in the dough, slap it in the oven, and then cause an electrical surge. And, like so, even if. A witch did this. How would she know that the electrical surge is going to happen that kind of helps it happen, right? Like, a lot of that doesn't make any sense either, if that's what happened here.
1: Welcome to the Twilight Zone.
0: And <laughs> full moon. So old uh, Amos Cadbury, who's Lorna's boyfriend, he shows up. <laughs> and he's like your typical, like, once again, this is where it looks like a 90s movie in 2005. He's like your typical, like, you know, fucking cut off shirt, you know, wearing, uh you know, wallet with the chain type dude. <laughs> and it, basically both chicks, you know, are into him. Or she she's only into him because, you know, the other girl is basically is the way they frame it. And so he's there, as kinda like the dude that's gonna, you know, kick some ass, right? He goes out to his car and gets a gun and comes back in or whatever when uh, some weird shit's starting to go down. But they attempt to lock the cookie in the freezer. And then <laughs> Sarah tries to call the cops, but the line is dead, of course, you know, that old bit. and then. Uh, his cell phone, uh, the batteries go dead, so they can't call anybody. That's the other side of this, too. Like, they're not locked in there. They can leave at any time. But they just decide, <laughs> like, no, 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 we need to stay here. It's the safest place. If we just go out there, he's going to kill us. You know, like, <laughs> that's the reasoning.
1: <laughs> this is before the dad was dead.
0: Yeah. Like, and that's the other thing, too. Like, at any point, they could have run out and flagged down one of those hundreds of cars that passed by the, the bakery that you can see in the background any time there's an out, an exterior shot. You see cars driving by. So, like, at any point, anybody could have run out there and said, hey, something, you know, some fucked up shit's happening in here. Betty comes back, the, mo- the mother, she comes back to the bakery because she's a drunk and she's looking for her stash of alcohol. And then Julia comes back looking for her. Now, how the hell, Julia took Betty to her house to lay down, and Betty beat her back. God knows, you know, it doesn't matter, but how the hell that happened, who knows. But during this...
1: <laughs> and what... One good alcoholic doesn't have a stash at home.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she has to go all the way back to the bakery for her her uh, fucking bottle of <laughs> liquor.
1: And I'm guessing there's no ABC store on the way. Grocery <laughs> store. I mean, there's a lot of places you can get alcohol.
0: So Ginger Dead man attacks Betty when she comes back for the for the liquor, and then uh, she loses a finger. I think <laughs> I think she even cuts it off and says like, "Hey, here's a lady finger" or something like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says. Have you had a lady finger? damn. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Um, God <laughs> damn. But she she loses the finger, and then he manages to put her in the oven when uh, Julia is knocked out by a frying pan. <laughs> and then he encases her in frosting and decorates her and leaves her in the freezer. It was like little cherries on her boobs or something. <laughs>
3: Uh, i will tell you right fucking now that was the only redeeming factor
0: (laughs) so amos like i said he goes out and gets a handgun because now they know some shit's a foot a foot uh the dad jimmy dean he arrives, you know the cowboy guy he he arrives to pick up lorna and then of course uh ginger dead man takes over his car and then and then uh uses a rolling pin to operate the the gas pedal and uh then he just runs into the guy and, like, pins him between the car and the wall, so he's dead. They, uh, Amos and Sarah, you know, now they're together, they uh, they find Julia in the freezer, you know, where she's, like, in the frosting or whatever the hell. And this is where Sarah realizes, like, she believes that the, <laughs> this cookie that's running around is Millard, come back from the dead. Lorna goes outside. She's like, I'm not hanging around here. I'm going to sit outside and wait for Dad. But then she goes out and finds her dad, obviously, that he's dead. Um, then she like steals his ring off his finger and goes back inside where she like triggers a trip wire (laughs) that lodges a knife right into her forehead and kills her. So apparently, uh, he's, (laughs) he's, uh, adept enough to set booby trap. I guess that's kind of their way to explain why they don't leave because I'm leaving and she trips this thing and it kills her. So then they're like, Oh shit. He's, he's, uh, he's uh, booby trapped all the doors. So I guess that's the, the written in excuse as to why they can't, you know, they can't just leave. Right. Even though, like I said, he just walked out and got the gun and walked back in. You know, th- there's this scene where, you know, Sarah and Amos uh, admit they have feelings for one another. And then um, that's when they they find Betty in this oven. <laughs> now, that's the thing. Like, she'd been in that oven for a while. And, like, really, for the most part, she was Okay. But then later on in the movie, anything else that goes in that oven like gets burned up like within seconds, right? The ginger dead man locks Sarah in the oven and knocks Amos out with a hammer. Amos recovers just in time to, to shoot the the lock off the oven door and get Sarah out of there. Uh, the the wrestling guy, Brick, he returns to help um, just in time. But the, the, the ginger dead man grabs uh, Amos's gun and starts shooting. Julia and Brick manage to subdue the ginger dead brand and Brick eats the cookie's head off. Like, as he's talking, like, wrestling smack to him. Like, I'm going to take you down, or whatever. And then he just starts eating the, eating his fucking head. And there's blood all over his face and everything. Um, then right after that... The only course, time
1: there's blood in this movie.
0: Pretty much. <laughs> uh, well,
1: except for the wrist cut.
0: Then right after that, of course, because he just ate the ginger dead man's head, Brick is now possessed by the ginger dead man, or, or by Millard. Uh, he attacks Sarah then you know she is rescued by amos and julia who push brick into the oven and turn it on full heat and finally kill him like i said it it happens a lot faster than it did with old betty right she's all right uh then you uh you basically fast forward it here at the end uh months later uh betty sarah and amos are having like a bake sale to raise money for the i guess for the hospital or children's hospital or whatever and then there's two nurses there and then a couple kids come up and ask if they can have any ginger gingerbread cookies and one of the nurses says, "Oh, well, this older lady just stopped by and dropped some off." And then she opens up the box, and there's five gingerbread cookies in there who open their eyes.
2: <laughs> They're Google eyes, <All> right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah.
0: It, it says one of the gingerbread cookies is bought by a woman who also buys a full box of pastries and ships them to ships them to her sister in Los Angeles. I don't remember that part, but so there you go. That's <laughs> we kind of tripped and fell into this movie, but here it is. That's that was the. Ginger- <laughs> The ginger Dead Man from 2005. Donnie, I'm going to leave with you. What do you got to say about this one? What's your star rating?
3: Oh man, I'm going to give this. Uh, t- you know, I, I actually just mentioned it a, just a few minutes ago. For me, the only redeeming uh, factor was the, you know, the girl in the freezer with the cherries on top of her whipped cream titties. <laughs> um, everything else sucks, and that is the only reason I am giving this a full star.
0: Will, what do you have to say?
3: Man, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with
1: two stars, just because this is a horrible movie. But it's like it, it, it's like a, a train wreck. You've got to sit there and watch it. Like like horrible puns, horrible names, things don't make sense. And You're just like, how how did this get made? Let's see what happens next. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going with two. All
2: right, smoke. What do you say? Uh oh well. I mean, I'm kind of very rub up. Really, I'm right there between. Donnie and Will. It is entertaining. I like the fact that it makes me think of a late to midnight, mid, well, mid to well, mid late nineties movie, even though it's made in two thousand five. There's something about that I like. That, like the characters you described, you know, the guy that comes in with it, like the sort of punker slash whatever guy that's like <laughs> stepped out of whatever late nineties movie. Oh, yeah, he, he looks uh, like
0: he, he's like the uh, the backup uh,
2: like guitar yeah. tech
0: for Creed or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Except for the uh, except for the eyebrow ring, the eyebrow ring screams millennia. You know, screams, 2001. It yeah, yeah, screams <laughs>
0: Motley Crue.
2: I get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's an entertaining train wreck, like Will said. I mean, I'm going to give. I'm I'm right between them. I'm uh, one and a half for me on the star rating. It's entertaining enough. It is shit, yes. But and Full Moon has done way, way, way better. They they've probably done a little bit worse. Actually, honestly, <laughs> no, I can't. They have. I'm sure. I have a catalog of Full Moon movies. And right now, off the top of my head, I can't think of a worse Full Moon movie right now. But most of my experience with Full Moon has been in the 90, early 90s. Kind of, I guess you call their golden era, subspecies, and all the movies you mentioned earlier, demonic toys, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, but yeah, I'm going with a one and a half. It's entertaining, at least.
0: I think for myself, for all the reasons that all of y'all just said, I'm, 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 I'm still just only going to give it one star. And, that, and those are the redeeming qualities. Everything you just said, and I agree. One star. This movie sucks. Will I I ever sit down and watch it again? I doubt it. Um, You don't really need to, you know. But that being said, I I think it's worth a watch. Like, like you said, Will. Like, you should watch it just once because you, you know, just need to see it for yourself. I mean, like, I think the funny things are funny, but like, I think some of the things that were supposed to be funny aren't funny, you know. And uh, and there's probably too much them trying to be serious to set up the funny, you know. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's like I don't know, it, it seems like they were trying too hard on a lot of fronts and didn't deliver on the aspects that you'd think they would, you know. I mean, really, the funniest thing to me about this movie is just the look of the ginger dead man. Like, every time I saw him, I laughed, you know. And it wasn't because of what he was saying, the one-liners were stupid. But the look of it, the facial expressions and everything, you know, that <laughs> I'll give it uh, You know, a little bonus... Action for that, but still, it, it sucked. You know, <laughs> that's just my opinion. It's one star. You know, uh, that's as far as I'll go. Yeah, you know, my
2: big movie going into it was kind of Gary Busey being the voice. I thought, oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty funny. It's kind of some good one-liners, but like you said, it's either the writing or I don't know if he improvised. Whatever the case may be, whatever, the, whatever it was the one-liners were not as funny as they you know, should have been with Busey.
0: No, like, that
2: was a draw because I, I I loved him in Silver Bullet. I thought he was comic gold in Silver Bullet.
0: Yeah, I mean he's had other, yeah. plenty of other movies where he was better, obviously. But like, I just think that like obviously because he didn't he got paid next to nothing as far as their scale is concerned, I think he just kind of mailed it in. And the writers, I don't think you know, not to shit on them, they're not very good. So <laughs> you get a mm-hmm. combine, you get some a dude mailing it in uh, and combine it with writers that aren't very good. You know, I, I don't know. Like you said, I think they're just better examples of uh, full moon stuff. You know that are just you know that are just done better from what they achieved here. You know. Um, you think it would be better just because Charles Band like actually directed it. You know, he wasn't just a producer on it, but no. Nah, I mean, and, and eh, not just not much going for it for me. All right, Donnie, so I guess we'll get into our little individual segments here, and I'll toss to you first. <laughs> Connections from the crit. <laughs> We need all the laughs.
2: The, gotta have all of them that, because, that's, yeah, that's what, the what much left.
3: to be had yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> otherwise um you know there's a few but uh but no um so basically with uh, and if you're you know kind of new to the show i'm sorry you had to uh kind of yeah. jump in on this one but <laughs> wow uh, yeah right so um Basically, with uh, with Crip Connections, we connect the current movie episode uh, by any cast and crew connections to past Spook Show episodes. And uh, with, uh, with the Ginger Dead Man, um, we actually uh, connect uh, writer um, Dominic Muir. I'm probably fucking up the name. But um, uh, so probably smart on his part. He went by August White. Um, but he was also the uh, writer for Critters, uh, which is our episode number eleven. There was another connection also to um, John Carl Bushler. He mm-hmm. did the um, makeup and special effects. He was one of the crew members there uh, for Reanimator, which was our very first episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, those are the two connections I have to past spook show episodes.
0: I actually saw his name randomly when I was, you know, looking at the credits for a minute there. Mm -hmm. I guess it was the ones at the beginning. I saw his name and I was oh, that's interesting. And I just kind of Mm -hmm. forgot to mention it again. See, that's a good call. All right, well, it's it's been a while since you've done a kill count. So, uh, I'm going to toss to you. Kill. Kill.
1: Count. Count. All right. So I came up with seven. Got the, uh, waitress who got shot in the head. Uh, the dad uh, who got shot in the chest, Uh, the brother who got stabbed multiple times, Jimmy Dean (laughs) who got uh, in between the uh, wall and the car.
0: But he can make some mean sausage, though. I'll give him that. (laughs) Laura Dean
1: who got uh, cut in the face multiple times and eventually got a knife straight to the head. Brick Fields got possessed and then burnt alive. And then uh, the ginger dead man, had his head bitten off and
0: then remaked So I, I, I guess the Ginger Dead Man—I guess we'll count it. You know, as far as a contained movie or whatever. Now we have the the hindsight of knowing that there were, you know, yeah. three or four more movies with the Ginger Dead Man in it. But you know, I guess you could count that. I mean, because he was a reanimated person, right? So <laughs> we'll go with it. Fuck it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, that leads us to our to our last little bit here. <laughs> Gore score.
2: We don't have a whole lot to go on here, as all of us have alluded to. <laughs> like Will was saying, he was pretty bloodless at the beginning. Stabbed, like, however many times. The gunshot was the beginning There could have been a lot more gore there, but there wasn't. I don't remember where the first actual little bit of blood comes into this movie, besides a little bit of blood that literally goes into the making of the Ginger Dead Man. You had the, what, the, the mom's finger getting cut off? You had the, the knife and, uh, what was the sister's name? Get in her head, the booby trap. Uh,
0: Lorna. Lorna right.
2: Dune. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: Did they do that just because it's close to Lorna
2: Dune? Why, or, uh, maybe so. <laughs> the,
0: the fucking cookies, the Lorna Dune cookies. Is
2: that what that is? These sons <laughs> well, of bitches. Have, you also have famous it's, Amos. A God damn it. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, she gets the knife in the head right from the booby trap. But you don't actually get to see it. You just see the after effect. Actually, that was just a weird kind of effect. And she, You see the trip wire and she trips it. And then all of a sudden it cuts to her you know, it shows the head with the after effect of the knife and a little bit of blood around it or whatever. You had the slash the face slashing and you had ginger dead man getting eaten, which was probably the gory or the like the, the nastiest bit. <laughs> that's not like a normal, you know, like we thought about it's not like you're just eating a no- normal gingerbread man. Yeah. It was like ble- hunks and stuff. That was actually the probably the most <laughs> disgusting part or of the special effect or whatever. And uh that's really about it as far as gore goes. I'll probably give it a I don't know, I'm gonna. Three, I guess that's fair.
0: Fair enough. I mean, uh-huh. there, there's there's blood there. There's a little bit of gore there. I mean, enough to know you watched a horror movie, right? So it's not completely bloodless is enough there. I mean, <laughs> seeing somebody catch a knife to the head and their finger cut off and burned in an oven and sure. shit like that, yeah, there's enough.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just not prolonged like you would. Have, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not definitely bloodless in, in terms of full moon. I mean, not the full moon going for, you know full splatter for a lot of them, but it, most of them are a little bit more have a little bit more juiciness than this one did yeah all
0: right so that's how we decided to celebrate christmas this year was watch the <laughs> to watch the ginger dead man which we've come to the conclusion the movie probably wasn't very good and had little to, to nothing to do with christmas so merry christmas everybody yep. um <laughs> next week uh you know our first show post christmas on the 27th we'll be doing our 2021 year in review to where you know it's not necessarily like You know, wrapping up the year here, because we've kind of already done that on our third anniversary show back on Halloween. This is more like we're just going to talk about some of the movies that came out in 2021, horror movies, that we enjoyed or that we watched. You know, maybe we hated, enjoyed, whatever, but we'll talk about that. You know, we won't be going in depth and giving ratings or anything like that. Just, all right, here's a handful that I watched this year, and this is what we recommend kind of thing. So come back next Monday at 6 p.m. East on uh, December 27th for that one and uh i'll I'll give you the tease for the beginning of the year episode 89 on january 3rd we'll be watching new year's evil the cult classic from 1980 and i'll give you the brief imdb synopsis on that one during a new year's eve celebration a los angeles disc jockey receives a phone call saying that when new year strikes in each time zone someone will be murdered and she will be the last one get ready for that one i think if you can watch it on prime video i'm sure there's a couple other various ways and uh you you probably want to get that in before the end of the year because sometimes you know these movies get added or taken away from streaming services and stuff so um just a heads up you might want to go ahead and watch that one before the end of the year and you have got two weeks before that episode comes out so we're going to be watching new year's evil so that is how we will begin 2022 guys so uh but you know we're not quite done with 2021 just yet we got one more show uh, to do like i said the 2021 year in review next week and then that'll wrap it up i guess that's all that needs to be said about the gingerbread man uh the christmas holidays and everything else so like we said enjoy christmas if that's what you celebrate or any other holidays here um you know we'll talk to you before the new year's out but you know everybody have a safe holiday season with friends and family and everything and uh we appreciate you listening so for will and donnie and the professor smoke i'm josh we are the all- american spook show horror podcast and we'll talk to you next week